show of the year. My last show of the year. Great to have you here. We are live in the Quicken Loan Studios. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Hope you're all doing well. I'm already way behind. Let's get right back at it. If you're on Twitter and you're talking about the program, just do this for me. Hashtag it, RomeYIR. That way everybody can see what everybody else is saying about the program. Hashtag it, Rome, R-O-M-E-Y-I-R. March is the dead of the offseason for NFL players. So Tom Brady, of all guys, decides to drown his Super Bowl sorrows in a beer-chugging competition with Stephen Colbert. I was a pretty good beer-chugger back in the day. You were a good beer-chugger? Yeah. Do you, want to, do you want to chug a beer? I'm okay. Okay. I'm okay. This is are we kids. competing or are we just chugging? Is I don't know if you're a competitive guy. Let's try. Okay, let's try. Naturally, the haters said that it was fake. Raider fans said even worse than fake. And that's exactly what Robin Oakland did when he called in to tell me what was really in that glass. This time we go to Oakland. Rob. I'm a diehard Raider fan. And I'm calling BS on that beer, Chuck, just like I'm calling BS on that tuck rule. And I'll tell you exactly what was in that glass. It was TB12 (laughs) with (laughs) frosting. Yo, Broham, are you trying to get me fired? Dumped on live radio, bleeped on the urine review. Have yourself a day, Rob. Have yourself a day someplace else, Rob. So after Hawk exposed himself for not knowing who Larry Holmes was, a bunch of you wanted me to start asking him who he did know. As expected, it did not go well for Hawk. Yeah. Do you know Johnny Unitas? Oh, yeah. Uh, Who's that? The, the uh, guy that got drunk and tried to kiss Susie Colbert. <laughs> oh, my God, Hawk. That's Joe Namath. Yeah! <laughs> Holy Man. crap, Hawk. Hawk is having himself a terrible year in review so far, and we're only in March. Probably the most baffling take that I've ever heard in my life came from the lost interview tape with O.J. Simpson that Fox aired earlier this year. That was the supposed confession tape that Fox had been sitting on for years and finally released after getting the consent of the victim's families. Of all the things O.J. has done and said since killing Ron and Nicole, this may in fact have been the very worst. Ron and Nicole were physically dead, and it's almost like they killed me. That's a great take, Oge. A great take. They're dead because of you. You're alive because, I don't know, the justice system failed, I guess. Yet you're the one who was killed. All right, bag. But anytime I bring this double murderer up, y'all can't get enough. Like Caleb in Green Bay from an in and out in Austin, Texas. Double, double with fries. It's amazing. It's not trash. Kyle's calls are trash. He is to food critics and jungle callers what Susan Sarandon is to hockey coverage. Because at the end of the day, Van Smack, I'm as fat as I am because of cheeseburgers. It's almost like they ate meat. (laughs) I mean, that call in and of itself would have been enough to fill the quota for that day. But if there is an OJ take on the show or a topic, there generally is a slash in Brentwood call not that far behind. Slash in Brentwood. Thanks for the vine, brother. The only thing worse than watching Selection Sunday last night 
was hearing the Jews describe Chapter 6, also known as the night in question, flipping over to see Orenthal talk about June 12, 1994. I blacked out, and Jim, I don't black out often, but usually when I do, I wake up covered in Ron and Nicole's blood. With my- That's not a good call. No. Oh, I get it now. So here's to a 2019 where a guy who has not played sports since 1979 stops wrecking my talk show. Ron and Nicole are deceased. But it's almost like you killed my talk show, Juice. March also introduced the jungle to the one and only Lauren in Naples, who came out of nowhere and stole the show for a few months. Let's go to Naples, Florida. Lauren. Lauren, great to have you on. How are you? I'm doing just great. You are my idol, man. Why, Lauren? I'm your clone guy. What's that mean? (laughs) Come on. I want to talk about me going to the yacht club later. What's up with the Yacht Club? Uh, going to have some mojitos and some fish tacos. Yeah. What else happens at the Yacht Club? Uh, I don't know. I don't like to get frisky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lauren, <laughs> I don't know if the jungle is better with you in it, but it's a hell of a lot more interesting. So feel free to find a vine any damn time. In fact, every damn time that you want in 2019. Let's go to April quickly. April means the Masters. Tiger Woods walked into Augusta as the betting favorite. He walked out 16 shots behind the green jacket winner, Patrick Reed. And our very own resident Tiger Hawk, Adam Hawk, watched his idol no-show from the floor of his crib after he mangled his back trying to put on a golf cleat. Against my wife's advisement, I went to the driving range. I pop the trunk, I go to put on my golf shoes, and I put my left one on, and then I go to wedge into the right one without, you know, untying the shoes, doing it the lazy man's way. I absolutely threw my spine getting into the, my right golf cleat. And what oh happened gosh, was... Oh my gosh, dude, you are an idiot. Yeah. The trunk opened, I threw my back getting into the, uh, the shoe, I fell over into the trunk, completely locked up. Tiger finally gets his first win since 2013 at the Tour Championship in late September. I think we all know that Hawk is still looking for anything close to his first W in life. Every once in a while, something will happen on the podcast voicemail that's good enough to bring back for the big show. An offspring parody about Alvin is one of those things. Play it for me, Alvin. No, dead. No, dead. Play it for me, Harvey. No, dead. No, dead. Play it for me, Harvey. No, dead. No, dude. And all the girls can say I'm pretty flat, I set that as my ringtone for Alvin, but that recluse hasn't ever called me, so I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> if you're looking for a top five moment, Maybe in my life. It happened in April at Jake's 17th birthday dinner. And that's when I ran into the legend, my man, unexpectedly. I mean, if you had said to me, name one guy who you least expect to run into at this restaurant this night, it would be this guy, Andy freaking Reed at Javier's. 
My younger son, Logan, said after it happened, Dad, I have never seen you so happy to run into anybody, ever. And I said, Son, that's because I never have been so happy to run into anybody, ever. And then not long thereafter, we crossed paths here after seeing each other in Crystal Cove. The big man made his triumphant return to the jungle. You know, I have. I've been there a couple times. I love the place. I mean, I love it. Uh, you, and you said it. There, there, you always see people in there that you don't expect to see. I was as excited to see you as you were me. So, I mean, we, ha- we haven't talked in a long time. And we used to talk all the time and, and for no reason other than I moved back to to Kansas City here. And, and it was kind of a new start. But it, it was great to see you. And your family's phenomenal. I mean, you had a load there. Now, people don't realize that that table, was, that was a long table you had. You have a beautiful wife and Janet. Your son, he was beaming, man, 17 years old. It doesn't get any better. Living in California, eating at Javier's 17-year birthday. And, I mean, uh, come on. How much better does it get? Holy crap. I know this. It doesn't get any better than hearing that back. Andy freaking Reed, if you need him. It does not get any better than that, Coach. Hope I see you again soon at Javier's. That was Andy Reed. April was also an amazing month for Smack, and it all got started when the reigning double champ showed up with a blowtorch, left, made calls on three straight days. He took a run at the jungle's angriest man, Rick in Buffalo. And good call from Rick in Buffalo. No wonder the acoustics of his calls always sound so good. Dude sounds like he's struggling on a toilet surrounded by tile walls. And no wonder this guy is such a smooth delivery and always gets runs, Romy. Wipe me! I'm out! (laughs) That brought Caleb out of the woodwork, and the walrus swung right back. It was awful nice of Les to finally condescend to speak to you. That guy hasn't called in forever. I suppose it's not entirely his fault. I mean, how can we expect his joke writers to bang out a 30-second call in under an hour and give Les time to practice? Don't worry, champ. I got your back. Types faster, monkeys. Obviously, that was not going to go unanswered. You knew Lef was not going to let that slide. I get why he's so sensitive, Romy. He was the only kid in high school who had a note from his mom to shower with his clothes on. (laughs) Caleb, I'd call more if I was like you. You know, no friends, no offspring, no access to sunlight. And if my mom did my laundry and laid it out of my race car bed. The third man into that melee was Benny in Wisco, who had something for Caleb and something for Lef. Although you did a pretty good job of listing off Caleb's shortcomings the other day, you forgot that he keeps a 64-ounce jar of strawberry preserves in his glove box that he calls traffic jam for when he's on the road and needs a snack. And also, left your brand seems to be responding to callers the same day, so I'm going to put you on the clock, and I'd like you to finish this joke for me. What do Miami hampers and fake gangster callers from Indy have in common? I look forward to your response, idiot. Out. And, of course, that blast brought left back for the third day in a row and this rather unfortunate one-liner. Anyways, Jimmy, lastly, I wanted to answer Benny's little riddle from earlier. What do Miami hampers and fake gangster callers from Indy have in common? I don't know the answer to that, but I do know what Benny and Wisco and Cheese have in common. They both stink worse than a Dane Cook butt biscuit. I'll three you later, Jimmy. A Dane Cook butt biscuit will get you run every single time, even if you are the double champ. The UFC brought us some incredible fight cards this past year, but the AFC, that's right, the Alaska Fighting Championship, brought us this truly ionic ring announcement. For your winner, 
David, excuse me, my bad. Elijah Young Snipes Terrell. My bad. I called it wrong. My bad. I got the scores right. I got the winner wrong. My bad, my friend. I'm sorry. Our judges called it 29-28, 29-28, 30-27 for your winner, David, the Coffee Boss Booker. Every fighter knows you never let it go to the cards, not just because of the judges, but because of the moron in charge of reading them. You know, it's been a hell of a year for Ira Craig in the jungle. And before he accidentally created a bum-smack loophole, he self-published his own memoir. And he came into the jungle to promote it on GoFundMe. And he completely mangled the plug. What I figured, Romy, is you got so many listeners that if one one-hundredth of the people listening contribute a dollar then I'll get up to my goal. I mean, it's expensive, dude, to self-publish these things. It's like, you know, almost 20 grand. Hit me with that GoFundMe page one more time. It is Craig at yahoo.com. Brother, is that an email address or a GoFundMe page? It's a GoFundMe page. No, it's not. The clones somehow still managed to chip him off nearly two grand. No thanks at all, though, to Bodie and Paraland. Bodie! Is in Paraland. Look, Ivory, Ray, whatever. I've been through every damn hurricane on the Gulf Coast. So pull your bootstraps up, boy. I'm still doing repairs, man. I'm living like Gigglin's Island or something down here. And then finally in April, for more than a decade, Alvin DeLauro has been one of the true goats of this business. But what I did not know is that all along, he had been moonlighting as one of the goats of play-by-play. 95-95, three seconds left. Cleveland inbounds the ball. Top of the circle, LeBron gets the ball. Two seconds, one second, LeBron for the win! Oh! Oh, Dude, dude, yes, yes! LeBron James! Please stay LeBron. (laughs) Dude, dude, yes, yes, please stay LeBron! Yeah, well, he didn't. He never does. But that call freaking rocked. Nice job, Alvy. Let's break. When we come back, we go to May and the return of a former champ. Your interview continues. If you're on Twitter and you're tweeting about it, make sure you hashtag it. Rome, Y-I-R, Rome, Y-I-R. Building pros, check this out. If you're a contractor or a builder or a remodeler, Lumber Liquidators Pro Plus is the only partner that you need for all your flooring needs. With special pro-only pricing and dedicated support, LL Pro Plus will help you get your flooring jobs done quickly and profitably. And if you're worried about selection and availability, do not be, because Lumber Liquidators has over 150 million square feet of flooring available, with over 100,000 square feet in stock in most stores. And they do stock professional grade adhesives and underlayment, molding, tools, fasteners, grout, so you can get exactly what you need when you need it. Are you too busy to pick up that flooring? Not a problem. The LL Pro Plus team will deliver it right to your job. And with LL Pro Plus, you can even get a business line of credit. Put the LL Pro Plus flooring experts on your team right now. Visit your local Lumber Liquidator store or LumberLiquidators.com slash ProSales today. LumberLiquidators.com slash ProSales. 
You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Only two weeks left in the regular season in the NFL. And it's all about the playoffs now. The Texans march northeast from Houston to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Then you got Pittsburgh heading to the Big Easy to take on the Saints for the complete playoff picture. Kick off your day with the NFL today, Sunday, 12 Eastern, 9 Pacific. I am making a New York run this weekend. I will be there for the NFL today. And even a tops hit with Amy Trask prior to that. I'm fired up. So look for that, will you? The NFL on CBS, 12 noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. Our year in review continues. We go to the month of May. Now, before there was Rick in Buffalo, there was Jeff from Richmond. It had been a minute or two since we heard from the O2 Smackoff champ. But after a couple of years away, the so-called dirtiest player in the game was back in the jungle. Clones, what do you think about the dramatic return of Jeff from Richmond? It doesn't matter what you think, clones. Yes, Jim, Jeff from Richmond after all these years still has a combination of the boyish good looks of Tom Cruise and Broadway Joe Willie Namath in his prime. And finally, Jim, Jeff from Richmond after all these years still dwells in an exclusive 10-acre countryside estate, Jim, the biggest house in the biggest part of town. Jim, thank you for your time. Aloha means goodbye. War Jake and Rogan, uh, Rogan Lone, Rome helping revive the rat family. War Mr. Automatic J. Stu without the nicks and cuts of a blade. And until next time, Jim. Good, good night, night now! It may have been the same exact material that he used a decade earlier. And yes, he did butcher my son's name. But damn, he was right. Business was about to pick up. The business of killing Jeff from Richmond. Matt in Van took a run at him. Can we get Jeff a liver smoothie and go ahead and send him the hell away again? Damn, man. And his palatial estate in Virginia. I think we know that was about 10 years in a supermax federal penitentiary for sex crimes, Jeff. He wasn't the only one. Also, the guy... The man that the clones accused of ripping Jeff's game. Rick in Buffalo piled on. Now let me give you the real update on Jeff in Richmond. He traded in those 26-inch pipes for a 52-inch waistline. His mannerly countryside estate went into foreclosure in 2008. And his once-trophy wife now resides in my bedroom. Even Matt in L.A. took a couple of swings from the cheap seats. As far as that sucked-up hick sporting J.C. Penny leisure suits, stalking Bob Costas, and claiming that his fat third cousin is a rocket wife, let's see the proof, Jeffro. Send in the pics, because you got a catfish-like stink draping all over you like those imitation Armani suits you picked up at the Ranch Hand General Store, you puke. Jeff never hung on long enough to make that smack off call on air, but just showing up in May did move the needle. Now, over the years, I've been pretty lucky. Lucky enough to hear from so many clones about how important this show is to them, but I'll be straight. I never heard anybody lay it out quite like JC and Destin. I watch a lot of football, 
And when I watch football, I drink a lot of beer. So when I drink a lot of beer, I take a lot of bathroom breaks, and I miss football. So I was telling him, man, you know, I'm going to have to hang a TV in the bathroom so I don't miss nothing. He's like, no, dude, no. We'll put a urinal in your living room. And I'm like, damn, dude, that's genius. Anyway, that's Buddy looking out for a Buddy, if you know what I mean. That's my analogy for your show, man. I don't need the urinal in my living room, but, hey, I want it. And I don't need to listen to your show, but, hey, I love it. So that's my analogy of your show to the working man. You are the urinal in my living room, brother. Yo, brother, I appreciate that, too. I appreciate being the urinal in your living room. And that's pretty much where that analogy is going to stop. Now, this is a huge combat sports house. You know that. Boxing. UFC. Cornhole? Stop it right now! We will stop this tournament! This is stupid! This is absolutely ridiculous! Get! Get out of here! We will stop this tournament right now! We are adults, and this is ridiculous! It is a cornhole tournament fundraiser! Cut the crap! Somebody tell Mike Buffer to move the hell on over because Cornhole Lady is a freaking boss. Get! 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 And like I do every single May, I make my Stanley Cup prediction. And while I do not pretend to understand why the hockey gods have granted me this gift, I will say that I honor it, I respect it, I covet it, and that being right every single year is freaking awesome. With great power comes great responsibility. Every year, the cup demands as much. So much to like. So many great story angles. So many teams that have a legitimate look at this. However, there is one thing that I like even more. The one team I like even more. The team I like best. The Winnipeg Jets. I like Jets, mate. We say Jets, mate. And round two, the Preds will be taken to the woodshed by Winnipeg for games two, three. Because Nashville has got no business having a hockey team. They turned a country music city into a two-star catfish town. Worse than Cleveland. You see, this year is different. This group is different. And by different, I mean worse. Peccary should be benched. And far away from the pipes. This is about Connor Hellebuck owning Nashville. Phil Forsberg, Victor Arvidsson. These guys are crappy. We know that. PK, so bad. You are so bad. No team has worse depth at center ice or sock on the blue line. David Poyle built a brutal diarrhea mess. Head coach, Peter Laviolette. He's got these guys. Saying one, two, three, Cancun. It's not Smashville's year. This time, it is going to be Winnipeg. The butthurt. Preds have been there. They've done that. And now they're coming home with freaking nothing. Write it down now. Thank me later. Because while I've been wrong about many, many things, picking the eventual round two, winner is not one of them. So congratulations, Winnipeg Jets. And most importantly, Jim Rome. The Caps finally did it, just like I promised, even if Kathleen in Omaha did not believe me.
Kathleen in Omaha. <laughs> Enough. You're uh, wrong. You picked Nashville. <laughs> or as I like to call them, Trashville. You did not pick Winnipeg. I heard. And it's the same as last year when I, I know you picked Washington and Chicago. And the time before that, when it was L.A. and San Jose, you pick L.A. and San uh, oh, You have really, really. In- mm. What? I've really what, Kathleen? I've really what? What? When we come back. I'd love to sit here and tell you that I'm right always about that, but I won't. Lots more still ahead. Halfway through our year in review. Time now for a sports update. Here it is. Jay Berman has got... Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. The year in review on CBS Sports Radio. Our year in review continues. We're wrapping up the month of May momentarily. Reminder, spread holiday cheer with Panera Bread gift cards. Soup, salad, sandwiches, bakery treats are a gift that everybody will love. And for every 50 bucks in gift cards purchased, you get a $10 bonus card for yourselves. Order online. Visit your local Panera for more details. Panera. All right, so for one night in May, we're continuing now. If you're on Twitter, make sure you hashtag anything you tweet, Rome YIR. In May, for one night, nobody was talking Stanley Cup playoffs or NBA action. Neither one of those things. Instead, they were talking two words, Laurel and Yanni. Laurel. 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 I'll be straight. Janet and I spent way too much time. Laurel. Listening to that stupid sound. Laurel. She heard Yanni. Laurel. I heard Laurel. Laurel. And now I never, ever want to hear either one of them ever again. Laurel. Now, no member of the XR4TI had a bigger year than James Kelly. Literally. In May, JK was just a dude squatting between Hawk and Alvy. Invaluable front row real estate. And then it all changed in an instant when Eric in Orlando emailed. Also, <laughs> who is that dude next to Hawk? Peyton Manning? An F-14 Tomcat could easily land on that flight deck he calls a a forehead. Your buddy, Eric in Orlando. I'll tell you something, Eric. That is one of the most disrespectful, harsh emails I think I've read in a long... Alvin. Alvin, was that an F-14 Tomcat that you just flew through? An absolutely iconic email, one that still cracks me up to this day. Best, most impactful email of the entire year, Eric, no doubt. Let's go to June. Speaking of weird stories, this one might be the weirdest of the entire year. Just as the Cavs and Warriors, part four, was about to tip. The sports world was not talking about the NBA Finals. They were talking about NBA burner accounts. One minute, Brian Colangelo was the GM of the Sixers and a former NBA executive of the year. The next minute, he and his wife allegedly had a grip of burner accounts. And he was getting clowned 
with emails like this. You know, found out about you from the Gin Blossoms. Got that email several hundred times. Don't tweet drunk. Don't tweet angry. And do not tweet from handles that NBA Twitter can trace right back to you if you're an NBA GM and former exec of the year. Mike Smith wrote Justified to the Triple Crown. He also wrote Shared Belief. Four-time MLB All-Star and thoroughbred aficionado Paula Duca gave his incredibly heartfelt thoughts on the late champ. I think people forget that he went by California Chrome like he was tied to a tree. He was definitely a champion. Everybody always talks about LeBron James being a freak. Well, how about his IQ? Dwight Howard's a freak. How come he doesn't do what he does? You know, Joe Belief had an IQ, and he would lower himself like a Cadillac. You could physically see him lower himself down and sort of stride out wanting to go by you. I truly feel that he could have done even more. Goosebumps, Polly. That's so well said. That is so well said. You're right. The champ had an amazing IQ, and he could lower himself like a Cadillac and find that gear. Paul Duca talking about the big horse. RIP, champ. Thanks, Paul. Now, being on TV every single day means I'm still connecting with new listeners and new viewers, and I'll be straight about this. None of them were as excited about that as Susan in Colorado. I, I just want to say that my boyfriend, Jeff, he listens to Jim Rome every day, and he loves him. And now we're watching him on Channel 170, and he's funny. Susan, you know what's crazy? I am Jim Rome. Really? Yes. Well, how can you be Jim Rome if you're talking on TV right now? Because I am Jim Rome talking on TV and on radio to you, Susan. You are talking to Jim Rome live. Really? For real. Wait for about 50 seconds and you will then see me giving you and your old man the thumbs up. And then I'm going to go. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. Oh, I see it now. If you thought Susan's brain was going to explode right then and there, imagine what would have happened if I told her I was on radio, TV, and satellite. So I make a trip back to New York in June to see my CBS fam. And the one place I absolutely needed to stop was with my man Boomer and his unbelievably talented partner, Gio. All right, well, listen, Jim, no great having days. you on, and uh, give, give our best to Toby in Houston, all right? Man, he, he will be so happy to hear that. What would a hit with Boomer be like without a Toby in Houston shout-out? Keep cranking out amazing content, Boomer. You are a legend, and I will catch up with you soon, my man. Sunday, in fact. U.S. Open was back at Shinnecock Hills. Brooks Kepka was the badass who won it. Phil Mickelson was the Lord who took a 10 on the par 4 13th when he imploded on the putting green. If uh, somebody's offended by that, I, I, you know, I apologize to them, but, uh, you know, toughen up because this is not meant that way. <laughs> that is so rich. That guy doing what he did, telling us to toughen up. That's rich.
Of course, he didn't apologize. Of course, he spun it like that was some sort of strategic, tactical decision. And of course, the dude is still hunting for a U.S. Open win to complete the career Grand Slam. Stick to karate. Hefty. Hefty. Karate. Hefty. The jungle said goodbye to XR4T Iyer. Austin Huff in June. Dallas was a valued contributor who's a great guy who's going to kill it in St. Louis. And I do want to thank you, man to man, for your consistency and how hard you went at this thing and always, always, always putting the jungle first. Well, Jim, I just want to thank you for the opportunity. Uh, you know, when I got the call that I uh, got this job, I was, it was a dream come true. Um, and the opportunity, there was no question that I would fly across the country to work for um, someone as legendary and just a titan in the industry such as yourself. And you giving me that that opportunity is something I will never forget. I'll carry it with me and I will represent. I know that forever I will carry the Rome brand um, in with me and on my resume always. So I will always take that into consideration. I just want to thank you. Shout out to the Huffman who could not have left on better terms or with more class. That's something very important uh, to me personally happened in June. I was nominated for the National Radio Hall of Fame. And again, I cannot tell you how much of an honor it was and still is just to be nominated. And I cannot tell you how incredible it was to see all of you turn out when it was time to get out and vote. Now, while we did come up a bit short, we also came up with an amazing way to celebrate that nomination. The Box of Chaos. We never did have to pay off that list of demands, except for one, when James Kelly squeezed his gigantic head inside of this studio and read a bunch of mean tweets. RL in Seattle tweets, JK's head looks like a big-ass thumb with hair. <laughs> Negative ghost rider, the pattern is full. Cruz Pedagon Uh-oh. tweets, I've, ra- I've raced at drag strips all across the country, but I'm curious on what kind of elapsed times I could get on that quarter-mile drag strip James <laughs> Kelly calls a forehead. Beaks in Studio City tweets, James, you weren't supposed to rub the clear on your forehead, Chief. <laughs> Sincerely, Barry Bond. What else you got? Gar in the 608 tweets, people said I had a big forehead. Then I saw James Kelly, wow, signed Rocky Dennis. Not cool. No. That's <laughs> not cool at all. Lee in Vancouver tweets. Okay, here it comes. When JK is a passenger in a car, the driver has to ask him, we good? Right before driving under an overpass. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag flight deck. Incredible. What a great sport. Good sport. Grand five head. Let's go to July. No doubt the entire cosmic landscape of the sports galaxy, galaxy changed in July. When LeBron decided to take his talents to downtown L.A., the guy in this city, in those colors, is still something that's hard to imagine, hard to fathom. I had L.A. legend Ice Cube on the program shortly thereafter and got his reaction to that news. It's amazing. You don't like the best player in the league unless he's on your team. (laughs) So when he's on your team, it's always a wonderful thing. What do you say to any Kobe fans who are not supporting the Lakers now that LeBron is on the team? That's absolutely ridiculous. What you think, Kobe going to come out the rafters and play? That's a good point. LeBron coming to L.A. was not the only big change in the sports world. An even bigger transaction arguably went down when Robert Dosmati started sitting in and training with the XR4TI crew. 
And because this is a simulcast, a bunch of you quickly picked up on his uncanny, eerie resemblance to Ross from Friends. I will save you the jokes. Chandler does not screen my calls. Joey does not run the board. Monica is not doing our face cake. Well, that'd be pretty cool to have Rachel around here once in a while. So I know what you're thinking. We're at the halfway point, and the one person who has been noticeably absent from the year in review, one person, but that's by design, right? Because this person deserves their own montage. Love this guy or hate this guy. He has been the biggest contributor in the jungle in 2018. And instead of setting up his clips over and over and over again, I thought that I would roll out a montage. And I've got no problem in saying it. He has earned it. Let's take an impromptu intermission and pay respect to the one and only R-E-X in the A-B-Q. What's the worst that could happen if I go to Rex in Albuquerque? The only issue I had was with the lobster enchiladas. Those went through me like cheese through a goose. Put your phones down. That game was ass. Hashtag analysis. Analysis, Rex, not analysis. Or Cinnabon with extra, extra icing and my six-foot blast radius. Rex, I hate that call. You know, poor Vern, there wasn't a lot of money left for a funeral, so he had to be buried in a -a Build-A-Bear box. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Rex. You're not helping him, you're hurting him. I won't be getting a tattoo. I'll be getting Scrotox injections. (laughs) Next time, hammer that guy. Or eating a 99-cent double-decker that leads to taking a 99-minute double-decker. Don't feel like you got to call back anytime soon, Rex. You know, I just saw the Alex Smith injury, and he didn't need the meat wagon. It was just a mild inner vaginal pull. Now you're done. Oh, and Alvy, I really want to be a part of that montage, butthole. Great, Rex. Taking a giant curly growler into Ray's Creek. Almost assuredly, any call that involves the word growler is going to end like that. Woo! Maybe it's the holiday spirit coming out of me, but at least for today, I'm kind of Team Rex. At least for today. Rex, against my better judgment, I'm going to thank you for your contributions this year. I've officially come to terms with the fact that you will never be anything other than what you are. And I've come to accept you, accept you for what you are. For now. Now, you want the definition of jungle karma. Let me get this out of the way for Oakland A's GM, David Forrest, to take the rest of the world to school on it. Uh, I, I should tell you that I played in Springfield in 98, and I brought my copy of Welcome to the Jungle to the clubhouse. Love that. And, well, that's and, amazing. Uh, that team in 98 played that CD just about every day before we had it out on the field. So, that is the best. Um, that's one of, one of my memories from playing independent ball. It was, it was perfectly timed for your show to go syndicated and then that CD to come out. Well, he nailed that. Bumping the Welcome to the Jungle CD, the Rome CD in 1998 on repeat in independent ball. That is amazing. I could not love that any more than I do, and I appreciate the decades of support. David. When we come back into our three, into the month of July, well, we're already into July, but what we're into is the critical part of the smack-off season. I know you Canadians have been gripping about me getting to this part of the show. We might not get to the end of December, but we will get to the end of the smack-off. You know that. Third hour is coming up. Last regular hour of the year for me here in the jungle. 
Keep coming. If you're on Twitter, hashtag it, RomeYIR. Hour number three, straight ahead. You're in a five-minute... 